Welcome to Conversations Live. For more than a decade, we've brought you the best in books, entertainment, celebrity interviews, and current events. When the movers and shakers of the world have something to say to you, they say it to us first. Here's your host, Cyrus Webb. Welcome back, everyone, to Conversations Live. I'm your host, Cyrus Webb. Glad you all could join us once again. But for our radio audience tuning in at WYAD 94.1 FM in Mississippi and WYADonline.com, we're glad that you all can be with us. Also, tuning in to our online affiliates around the world. appreciate you all joining us as well. We're excited to welcome back best-selling author Manuel T. Peterson to our broadcast. Just in time for your summer reading list, Manuel is gearing up for not only some more releases, but he also is going to be on the cover of the upcoming issue of Conversations Magazine celebrating not only summer reading, but also, of course, our summer edition as well. I want to talk to him about the writing journey for him, what it's been like for him to write for audiences of all ages, and also, of course, what he has coming up that you all should know about. Manswell, welcome back to the broadcast, man. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me, sir. Glad to do it. So for our radio audience, as they're listening to this, it's the week of the release of our new issue of Conversations Magazine with you on the cover, Manswell. I want to talk about this experience for you because it's, I was putting together the uh, the summer issue of the magazine. I knew that we wanted to feature you prominently, and there's so much you've been able to do. Already this year, you're writing books for all ages. You have more projects in the works. What has it been like for you to kind of see how this year has kind of unfolded for you, Manswell? Wow, I thought last year was big, but this year is actually bigger. Just, you know, new readers, you know, new books, um, new fans who are just now locked in with us. It's exciting to actually read the emails and see the Facebook posts that they tag me in. So it's just been an amazing journey, man. I'm excited about what's to come. So one of the things our audience may not be aware of, because you know we we have talked about on this broadcast before talking about Lacrotum, but Lacrotum is not just one world. You have the Lacrotum universe that you have the series of books you've been able to write there, but you also have Lacrotum Academy as well. So talk to us about Lacrotum overall. Where did the idea for Lacrotum come from? Well, the idea from Lacrotum came from um, my love of paranormal and sci-fi, and um, I just you know, I wanted so much of everything just mixed in together. And after years of waiting for someone to do it, nobody did it. So, you know, I sat down with the board, and we started with just the name and the first character, which is Princess Diamond, and I blew it up from there. I blew up there. You know, we came out with the four princesses, but then as I was doing that part of the universe, I wanted to do something for the teenagers because you hear a lot of them saying we don't have anything new to read. We're tired of reading the same old stuff. Even though people are dropping stuff for them, they wanted to see something new with everything in it as well. So, you know, that was exciting for me to talk to them. So along came LaCrotum Academy with that. And so I just made sure, I, you know, I hit both sides at the same time. And that, that's been crazy, releasing one for the adults and one for the teens, you know, simultaneously. But it's been a fun fun and magical ride for both sets. And most of the parents are actually reading LaCrotum Academy with their kids. So, that's even more fun to bring the families back together reading. Yeah, yeah. Well, at the time that we're having this conversation, Manswell, Princess of Wolves, the first book in the Lacrotum universe, uh, is is a top 100 bestseller in two categories. Uh, and this is a book that was released in March of 2022. Uh, it's actually number 41 right now in, in mythology uh, and number 71 right now in fairytale fantasy. What do you think has been the the connection that readers have made with this series that keeps them coming back to it? 
um, believe it or not, they the biggest thing for them is, you know, like the the one thing I hear all the time is the world building, the world building, the world building. And then I have people who love Princess Diamonds. I have people who hate Princess Diamonds. And so sometimes you can have that love-hate relationship, and it brings them back, and it keeps bringing back. Because what they're doing is they're telling other people. And as, as they continue to tell other people, people are coming in, and they find out about Princess Diamond. Then they find out about Kiera. Then they find out about Ruth. Then they find out about Dion. And so it's keeping the, the whole series just going because when people realize they have to start from the beginning, they go from the beginning and to where we are now, and they realize these same little kids they were seeing in books one, two, three, four, they're actually grown now. So, you know, we, I did a time warp for everybody, and that was the biggest thing. The time warp actually allowed the kids to grow up, and so now you see these same kids in the first four, and they're grown, but they still have real-world issues and real-world problems and people can relate to them, and that's that's the beauty of it. It's something they can right. sit back and relate to, it, and, and that's what I love about giving people something they can relate to, something they get happy or sad, and they don't know what I'm going to do next, and that's what keeps everybody on their toes. Well, some authors, of course, release one book a year. Some may release two. You release a lot more than two. So I want to ask you about the pace, because it's one thing to write stories quickly. How did you make the decision how you wanted to distribute the books, Manswell, and how often you wanted to be able to share new books? Well, there's a thing called rapid release for us authors. Um, most readers, they some of them know, but some of them don't. Um, <clears throat> the setup for me was to give them something consistently new all the time um, and have it set almost like a TV show for books. And that was the biggest thing for me. So as I release every month, they know Every month something's new is coming, whether it's from La Crotum, La Crotum Academy, Brave and the Bear, and now we, we're throwing something new in there, Charmcasters, and it's another series for kids. And so it's just it's, it's an amazing thing, but when you map it all out, it makes it easier for me. And, you know, other people are like, how are you able to do this? I put the time in every single day. You know, when, when other people take time off, I don't take time off. And, you know, Three o'clock, 3 o'clock in the morning, 4 o'clock in the morning, while everybody's asleep, I'm up writing. And that's how yeah. I stay ahead of the curve. And so it's just fun. Every month I want to give them something new, and I want to continue to build that library. My goal is um, between Paranormal and, you know, I got fantasy series coming as well. You know, you, you're going to see over 200-plus books, and I'm trying to give them that as fast as I can. Yeah. So with that being said, then, if you're looking at new releases each month, how how long does it, on average, does it normally take you to write a book, especially when you're talking about a book featuring the Lacrotum universe? Sometimes I can do a book um, week and a half at best. You know, if I oh, wow. really push, I can, I can get it done in a week, and then it has to go through my editing team and my formatting team, and then, you know, we go back and we make sure that the timeline is there with the editors, we want to make sure that the time fits everything that we're talking about. It fits, you know, not only the story before, but what's going to happen in the future with the books as well. So, again, it's all about just putting the time in. Most people don't understand that. You've got to put the work in. You put the work in, it'll happen. It will happen if you put the work in. And then you look back. Like, I look back now. It's, you know, basically June of 2023. I'm like, where, where did the year go? It went because I was in the room writing all the time. Yeah, and then you look at all the books I've let out in 2023, and I look at what's projected for the rest of 2023. It's just it's an amazing year. 
Yeah, it definitely is that. For those who are just tuning in, is on the radio side or online, you're listening to Conversations Live. We're speaking with best-selling author Manuel T. Peterson. Uh, at the time we're having this conversation, if you guys had not had a chance to be introduced to the Lacrotum universe, now is your opportunity. I was just talking about book one, uh, Princess of Wolves, uh, already being a bestseller once again. Uh, it was released last year, but it also is free right now on Kindle. So you guys can take advantage of that. We'll make sure that we do share that with you guys uh, for our social media as well. So let's talk about the children's books, because outside of what you've been able to do with uh, with uh, Lacrotum Manswell, with your wife, you also have written a series featuring Braylon the Bear and Friends. Talk to us about that and how that came about. Um, that that that's I prob- probably love that even more so for the little kids because you know my wife she came to me and she said you know I want to I'm really serious about doing some writing and um I had the concept for Braden the Bear and then she said let's base it off our son because he's very friendly he's outgoing you know he'll never meet a stranger and so we started looking at life lessons that we want to put in there but we wanted to make it fun and so I teamed up with her she went through my author boot camp which is not easy to do because most people. They don't want to put the time in. I told her, if you want to write, you got to put the time in. And she saw that with the first book. And so now she's went from having one book in the Brave and the Bear series to we actually have five now. And um, <clears throat> the best thing is when we go to these daycares or summer camps or these pre-K um, schools and they hear the stories and, you know, they're all falling in love with Brave and the Bear and Timmy and, you know, Chrissy and Calvin the Cat. And so, you know, we're giving them characters that, that they know are fun you know, the graphics are very, very beautiful. Um, we use an artistic artist for those graphics. And so, you know, that was big for me, allowing them to have a chance to express, you know, their artistic side. So Braden the Bear Friends is just an amazing, amazing thing. And, you know, I love when I hear parents tell me, you know, they carry the book with them everywhere they go, and we get pictures of kids, and the book's in the backpack, and, you know, and it's, it's fun because, you know, kids are actually falling in love with books, and we're doing it at an early age, and it's actually helping prevent what they call the summer slide also because kids are reading. Most time when yeah. summer happens, you know, kids have that summer slide where they're not reading, they're not doing anything. The people, the kids who are actually getting Brain the Bear, you know, they're reading, they're having a good time. And, of course, they're always looking, see if we got anything new coming. And we'll have some new stuff coming from Breaking the Bear. You know, it, just, it takes a little bit longer for that. Even though that book is small, it takes a lot to get that, that little book together because, again, you want to make it fun, you want to make it interesting, but the kids can't put it down. And that's what we do with Breaking the Bear and Friends. And it, it's just a fun, fun, fun read. Yeah, I think it, it, it was something interesting. You and I had not talked, uh, Manswell, about – the uh, releases for Braylon the Bear and, and Friends this year, but when I was reading Braylon the Bear and Friends, Braylon Finds a Way, I thought about how timely that book is for a couple of things. One of them works into your world as we look at what's happening right now in the world with the writer's strike. One of the things that Braylon talks to his mom about is what he sees on television about the strike, uh, about the people striking. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, Braylon the Bear and Friends, Braylon Finds a Way, also deals with bullying. But I want to share with our audience what Braylon's mom says uh, to Braylon. I want to talk to you about what you've been able to discover about this. Uh, as they were talking about the, the strike, um, Braylon's mom said most times they do because they stick together until the boss gives them what they want. And then she says, yes, when people join together against something, 
They can make it change. So I want to talk about what that's been like for you because you have definitely changed the way people look at writers of certain genres. What has that been like for you to see how by sticking to what you love and doing what you love, how you've been able to be a part of that change in your industry? You know, that, that that's a very interesting point that you make um, because literally when you look at paranormal and sci-fi and fantasy, um, you don't see a lot of African-American males in there. Um, we really don't even make up .00001%. And so coming into that genre, you know, everybody's looking at your side eye because they're used to us writing the street lit or whatever else, and the talent is there. You just have to be willing to get through all the crazy ups and downs that you're going to run into with readers who don't want to accept you or authors who don't want to accept you to where you see it now. You see Princess of Wolves thriving. You see all four princesses actually just thriving because people like, you know, I get emails and they're like, I didn't really want to give you a chance until a friend of mine said, you know, she's on book nine. And I did not know how well, you you know, you wrote this book and how well this, this world is. I'm glad I actually gave you a chance. And, you know, that's the thing. We have to shake off those, you know, those stigmas that people will put on you. We're not we're not in this genre, but we're in this genre now. And so that was, that was the biggest thing. You have to break that glass ceiling. And breaking that glass ceiling was very important for me. And so as you see now, I'm getting ready to go into the fantasy part of that to where, you know, you see the elves and you see everything else. And so, again, breaking another glass ceiling, letting people know, hey, you know, we can do this. If you do your homework and do your research on everything, you can actually put together some great stuff and you can pick up a ton of new readers, and that's what we're, that's what I've been able to do. But has the road been easy? No. I've ran across every bump in the road that you can think about. And so, but now we're here. You know, we are established with Lakotum and the Clotum Academy. Um, that, that, that's what makes um, Charmcaster so exciting because it is more that magical earth wind, fire, all that stuff. And so you're about to see that come out, and it's a beautiful, beautiful thing, man. It's exciting. I tell anybody, you know, it's not for the faint of heart. You know, if you don't don't have thick skin, you know, you will not survive in this author world because Mm -hmm. they will hit you with everything, you know, including the kitchen sink, and then you got to survive that and come back. So what is it that keeps you going at this point? Because as you mentioned something important, it is not an easy industry, and so many people struggle to make their mark in it. What is it that has helped you to, to get where you are and to stay where you are? The, the emails from the readers. The emails from the readers. that you know it, it, it stokes my energy every single day because I get emails from readers every single day. It doesn't matter if it's Saturday or Sunday. I get emails every single day, and I read them, and some of them are negative, and some of them, a majority of them are positive. And that's what keeps the energy there. That's why when I tell people those bumps rolls come, they come. But this, it's the positive energy that feeds my energy to push out more, do more, and give them more, you know, give them more twists and turns in the story. So the readers are the ones, and, you know, if you build it, they will come. If you build it, they will come. And, you know, I'm a prime example of that you know, right now in paranormal and sci-fi, and you're about to see it in fantasy as well. You recently posted on social media, um, as well, about an anniversary of another book of yours. And so it really does show, of course, the longevity you've had in this industry. Do you still have those wow moments when you go on Amazon and look at 
not only the amount of books that you've been able to release, but also, I mean, as you were just talking about, the responses from readers from those books. Man, I got a, uh, I had a memory pop up about Tracks in My Tears, and that was 2012. That was 2012 when that was the number one bestseller. Um, it was ranked number one in what, four different categories, five different categories, overall bestseller, and, you know, and it just, it makes you, it makes you appreciate the journey. It really does, and so I, I go back sometimes, and I, I'll click on books, and I'll just look at the publication date, and I realize, you know, I survived. I'm here. I'm here yeah. because most authors know, you know, you'll see two or three books from them, and then they just vanish. I, I've seen people come and go, and then I'm like, hey, when's your next book? Oh, I'm not releasing anything else. I'm I'm done. I'm finished. I, you know, I've done four books. I'm done, and I'm like, wow. You know, you don't even realize how many people have come and gone in that time you know, for Amazon, it's just like 2012, I've probably seen so many authors, as I know you have, you know, they've come and gone and they're they're back to doing corporate America, whatever they're doing, and, you know, we're still here. And that's something to be blessed and thankful for that I've been able to sustain and, and, and survive in this industry because it is a tough industry. If you don't pick up a fan um, fanfare real fast, you can actually drown in this industry and people will not see you at all. Really good point, really good lessons. Again, everyone, best-selling author Manuel T. Peterson has been our guest. Lots of books for you guys to choose from when it comes to your summer reading. However, Manuel and I have had this conversation, so you need to make sure, though, Manuel, you need to explain it to them why. You mentioned, of course, where you are in writing the Lacrotum world. Why do they need to start with book one? It's a continuous story. It's just like watching a TV show. Um, so, you know, you, you, when you start the new season of a new TV show, you start at episode one. So you have to start book one, and we make it very easy for them. It's on the spine, it's on the front of the cover. Book one, that's where the story begins, and it progresses from book one, two, three, all the way up to 11 just dropped. So I got people who've read all 11, and, you know, they're finished, and they're like, okay, where's 12 at? And, like, you got to wait. But you have to read in order. You know, it doesn't matter if you like vampires and you want to skip to that book you skip to that book, you're going to miss so much of the baseline of stories. And so, you know, again, I wrote it, you know, to cross over to TV, and, you know, and we're excited about that opportunity as well. But, you know, example, books one through four, that's season one for TV. Books five, six, seven, eight, that's season two. You know, nine, 10, 11, 12, that's season three. And so you have to read in order. You know, you can't watch a TV show starting on season three. You have to start season one to get the full effect of everything because, there's so many characters. There's so much going on. You want to make sure you're getting everything. I want you to feel every bit of joy, every bit of pain. I want you to feel every bit of heart-stopping drama that I put in there for you. So they have to start at book one and go from there, and that, that's the beautiful thing about it. All right. Make sure you guys do just that. However, with the children's books featuring Braylon the Bear, you guys can read any of those. They are great standalone books. So make sure you all take advantage of that. Manswell, congratulations to you again, man. How can our audience stay connected with you? Um, they can stay connected on Facebook, um, Instagram, TikTok. It's all under Mansfield C. Peterson. They can find me there. You know, they can follow me. They can inbox me. The beautiful thing about it is once you become a reader of mine, guess what? You're eligible to talk to me live on the I talk to my readers. I stay connected as personal as I can, and that is a shocking thing for new readers when they come in. They're like, I wish I could talk to you about this character. And I tell them, sure, send me a number. I'll call you. So they can they can stay connected with me, Facebook. Instagram, TikTok, Mansfield C. Peterson. Hey, follow me and I'll call you one day. 
All right, Mansfield, congratulations to you again, man. Glad to be able to speak with you and looking forward to our next chat together. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. I'm glad to do it. And we thank your audience for tuning in to another great segment of Conversations Live. Until next time, I'm your host, Cyrus Webb, saying as always, enjoy your day, enjoy your life, enjoy your world. Thank you all for choosing Conversations Live. Let's go make today amazing. Take care. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.